Apresúrate y visita una tienda Sprint hasta el domingo 8 de marzo. Cámbiate y recibe el increíble iPhone 11 con cámara ultra wide por 0 dólares al mes con Sprint Flex Lease al entregar un iPhone 6S o más reciente en cualquier condición. Además, te damos 100 dólares iPhone 11 de 64 GB, 0 dólares al mes luego de crédito de 29 dólares con 17 centavos al mes que se aplica dentro de dos facturas. Requiere entrega de teléfono actual desbloqueado, arrendamiento lease de 18 meses, activación de nueva línea y verificación de crédito. Si cancela temprano, el saldo restante será exigible. Excluye impuestos. The Film Review. Movies, music, culture, politics, society, podcast. Interviews, movie reviews, and more. Live, Sundays at 5.30 p.m. on Facebook at Crazon Dion. Hey everybody, this is Lunell, the original bad girl of comedy. I'm here at the Link Promenade in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, and you're watching the film review. What's going on, people? How you feeling? This is another great episode of the film review. Movies, music, culture, politics, and society. And do we have a great show for you today? It is jam-packed topic for tonight the top five reasons black men are seen as toxic again the top five reasons why black men are seen as toxic plus we have the review of a movie entitled loose a movie entitled burning cane and a movie entitled Farming. That's right, people. So, we are the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. And we review movies, music, culture, politics, and society. And let's start with the blurbs. So, how was your week this week? It was a pretty good week. There's a lot going on in the news. Yeah. With the Trump impeachment. Yeah, the Trump impeachment people. What do uh, what do the Democrats think they're doing with the Trump impeachment? That's that's what we what we the million dollar question. What do the Dems think they are doing with the impeachment and not speaking on reparations? Are they just gonna forget reparations? They're just gonna try to. No, forget they think it's gonna like fade away and. You know, they're going to just forget about ADOS. They're just going to forget about FBA. They're just going to forget about and just say, hey. You know, and the movies that we are reviewing tonight, the one in particular called Farming, deals with the main subject. All of them do, but this one deals with the main subject. And it also deals with what the Dems are really doing as far as immigration and why they're on this illegal immigration kick trying to make people uh, who are illegals try to give them the same rights as people who are trying to become naturalized citizens and we're going to talk about that tonight right so what are they really doing with that and they're leaving their main voting base out out of uh, sorts out of uh, out of rotation they're not putting in their best men it's like uh, the uh, the uh, Bulls of the 80s, late 80s, not putting in Jordan sitting Pippen. Sitting them on the bench. Sitting them, sitting them all on the bench. Right. And then letting the scrubs get in and play. Like, you know, the ones that haven't, haven't shown their loyalty, haven't shown their grit, 
they're letting them get in and play. So that, that, that's an analogy, and that's that's what it's like. Okay, people. Uh, the French pension plans uh, are being depleted, right? This is a story that we caught on through Black Afro Synergy, yes, right? Afro Synergy, which which brings us, um, which brings us into the full topic of what right. we're talking about tonight, right? right. Uh, white nationalism, which this is what. Um, uh, farming is about. White nationalism rose in England and in France during the times in the late 60s, early 70s, into the 80s when uh, the governments realized that the population growth was down because their people weren't having sheer enough babies, right? So they brought in Nigerian immigrants, Africans from Africa to who were willing to be educated and uh, get into the workforce to to shore up the pension plans. That's what they were doing it for, right? Right. So they were doing this to shore up the pension plans, right? Because there were a lot of we're talking about England right now, but this was happening all over Europe. A lot of the people were not educating themselves to work. Right. right, and the type of work that they were were getting right. wasn't going to be enough to sustain the pensions, right. because you know how people do. They go in and pluck a little money here, pluck a little money there, and right. then by the time it's time for those people who worked in that period, right. because of corruption, right. then money is missing, and they have to rely on the next generation coming in to be the workforce for the next 30, 40 years to make sure that, right? right. And so the European was kind of lazy and they didn't want to do it. So they brought in Nigerians who would work and would get their education education and go into the workforce. Uh, They decided to stay in England and not take it back to Nigeria, which was supposed to be their original plan. And they worked, and they worked, and they kept the base going. But then white nationalism rose up. These same people who were not working, who didn't have the inkling to be retrained, like when Obama was in office, he was Obama was for the for the white person in this country more than he was for black people. He said retrain in solar, and you know you'll be able to get up on your feet. People didn't want to retrain. And so this is what this is about. So the older governments and the older countries that have been on the been in existence longer went through this first, and now America is getting ready to go through it with the baby boomers, right? So uh we're talking about England and France, right? The government knew whites weren't educated to work or didn't want to educate to work, so they brought in Nigerians who would govern. Who, uh, who would, excuse right. me. Government knows aging populations, pensions in Europe, European nations will deplete due to low birth rate, right? Blacks as workforce means pensions will be funded. And US, the US, the American government was stupid, right? Locking up black people, right? Like, you know, when you learn history, you learn that, you know, 
Thomas Jefferson said there would be a time when blacks and whites wouldn't be able to get together, so let's ship them back, right? And so, but he didn't realize that he wasn't, his vision wasn't long enough to see that the black people who built everything right. would be the workforce that would go into uh, the workforce during the time to take care of what would later be called the baby boomers, right? But instead, they wiped out a lot of black people, taking them off of, uh, taking them out by releasing crack into the community. We right. think Ronald Reagan and Ollie North and all of those right. great guys and then the war on drugs from Bush right. and then three strikes from Clinton that kept right. this going that took away the workforce that would have kept America solvent way into Three, the 3,000s, right. right? So like what, self-sabotage? I mean, it's self-sabotage because they were worried about population. Right, instead we're of worried the country, about, instead of the about, economic state of the country. Right, there, there being less white folks right. than there were black folks and the fear of the black planet and all that. So they shot themselves in the foot, right? So this is what we're going to be, partly of what we're going to be discussing yeah. tonight. But... It really ties in and the whole thing about the black man being toxic and really how if you put a label or put a certain belief about a certain group of people, black men, then black women, etc., who's going to be your workforce? You're going to rely on immigrants coming in who... Uh, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Another blurb that came up... Uh, this week was uh, Trump's house passes reworked North American trade deal. Right now, the now the media is not covering this. Right, it, we, we, they're doing a they're a little bit disingenuous because you sit up there and you watch the debate, like the Democratic debate by PBS came on, and it was one of the lowest rated debates. I right? didn't even know it was. Yeah, oh, we, we came on. We came into it late, yeah. and, and we were watching like recaps, right? Right. But it was the lowest rated one, right? right. And they're disingenuous because you heard Bernie Sanders talking about we need to do a deal for America, and Trump just finished getting uh, reworking the again Northern American trade deal, right? right. How come the media isn't talking about that? They're still doing ridicule, right? He's doing some uh, good work, and I got this from CNN, CNN News, the internet news service, not the one with the talking heads, right? So they are doing reporting, but the one with the talking heads on TV that's trying to compete with Fox and trying to compete with MSNBC, they're not doing it. I just don't really know what MSNBC has done. Like, in my opinion, Rachel used to be one of the most yeah. educational programs to watch, but everything since it's Trump has been in, then Trump, 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 right. Trump, and all other issues have been put to the side, right? Just give us, give us real news. Like what's going on throughout the world, what's going on in this country, it's all just so like political now, so it's just games. So instead of reporting the news to the people, they're like feeding us information that they want to feed us instead of giving us the overall news, right? The overall news. So it's like they're playing games. So you can't even trust 
you know, your the your journalists to give you fair news. And I don't really think that they're journalists. Oh yeah, talking because they, they seem more like talking heads and they, they, they wanna joke around and I saw Katie Turr earlier in the week on MSNBC. Just an observation, right? Because Trump tore Katie Turr for those who were in really watching politics. He tore Katie Turr a new one when she was interviewing when they put a fresh new reporter on him. And he corrected. I said, I bet you didn't know that you weren't supposed to be and you're not able to say that on TV. And he stunned her. And ever since then, they've been trying to rehabilitate her image, giving her shows, making her part of the warrior people out there reporting the news, all female team or whatever, right? Right. And I just happened to watch her and they were still joking. Right. Still trying to ridicule Trump. And I keep on telling people that that's not working. And so he had to come up with something else because the candidate seemed horrible. You got, then you have uh, then you have Bloomberg coming in uh, upsetting the apple cart. Then you have uh, what's his name from out of Boston. He's coming in. He's doing his. He's going to do his best. Right. Obama imitation. He was right. on uh, the Breakfast Club and Charlemagne had him flustered and really put him out the game right. early. And he don't know it yet, but Charlemagne put him out the game. Right now, another situation happened within Trump news, within the blurbs from CNN news. Uh, the federal government is funded. You know, it's not going to be a government shutdown this year. Okay. The House went along with it, and the House went along with funding for Trump's war. See, the Democrats are playing games. They're playing games. And people really, like, need to wake up and just watch everything. Watch the way the Republicans are moving. Watch the way the Democrats are moving. And just be an independent thinker, Right? and an independent voter and then you vote for what is best for you and your community, right? Right. You and your community. Watch both parties. You can't pledge allegiance to one because neither one, I mean, unless they're pushing your agenda, you know, stop being a puppet. Right. So he gets funding for the wall and the Democrats keep talking against the wall. But when Hillary... Hillary Clinton initially ran, she ran talking about building a wall. So Trump takes a democratic, a democratic idea and runs with it because he was once a Democrat, so he was running around in those circles. He takes a democratic idea and then all of a sudden the Democrats are against it. Right? I guess they want to do tip to tap because Obama took many Republican ideas because Obama was really a Republican, okay. you know, when you look at it, well, what he believed, he was a Republican, yeah, because right? he, he loved uh, and Ronald Reagan. Reagan. I mean, because yeah. he's gonna find out his family, his grandfather, grandma, mother, raised him, okay. were Republican. Oh, okay. so while we were getting the government cheese, they were in Hawaii on the beach, they worked hard for, for Caucasian people, but they were in Egypt. Because Ronald Reagan made it easier for them because they were in that group of people who were able to profit from 
that and the daughter of course she went the opposite way and went into liberal arts liberal fighting and then she you know right so you know all that right here's another blur coming from CNN Trump has got us back into the space age I remember when uh, the Republicans said no dollars no Buck Rogers right but now Trump comes in and he's talking about the Space Force the sixth branch of the military the Space Force so we're going to be in outer space Star Wars people the movie is out and you know which we didn't reveal we'll get on that later alright right 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 we didn't see that shit but anyway look alright so the phase one deal is uh, is another thing that's coming up that they're getting ready to sign with China. Okay. Uh, now here's here's it is. Now remember, Trump says now now let, let, let's preface this and say we are not Trump supporters by any means whatsoever. But we know that when Obama was in there, he was trying to do things for everybody right. except for black folks, okay. right? Everybody except for black folks, they fought him tooth and nail, and we were like, "What are the Republicans doing?" When most of his most of his work was for and trying to help the Caucasian American in this country, right? right. And then the Latin American right. in this country, right? right. <clears throat> black people was like at the bottom of the barrel. We, we come on over to the White House, and we're gonna play some. Music, we're gonna have common. We're gonna have common rap. We're gonna have common rap. We're gonna have Beyonce sing, Jay Z, you know, we're gonna use Jay Z. Yeah. Right? But other than that, nothing of substance, right? So he was out there to fight. So we said, well, the Democrats, because they can't afford to be like the Republicans because they've never been as strong as the Republicans, are doing it. It's like, well, here it is. So here this is, people. The phase one deal with China. Now, here's Trump says that he's for America first. Now, now listen to how this is uh, written. This came from Yahoo Finance, right? It says, America agrees to reduce some tariffs in exchange for a big jump in Chinese purchases of American farm products, right? So they're gonna they're not gonna take tariffs away and they're not gonna do anything. They're gonna keep some tariffs, they're gonna reduce some long as they buy more farm products from the United States. Right? Agriculture. Now if you know anything, uh Black Wall Street were the first ones to make the deal with China, right? They were exporting goods to China and they had to deal and then at the same time while they had to deal and they were prospering white America was in the depression and it came in bombed bombed and destroyed right right Right, because the black community that particular community and a lot of others were doing very well self-sustaining and working and making deals outside the country with other countries so once you collapse that then 
you are able to take over right. and then able to pass it on to the government to take over to deal with. So those are some things when you know our story within America, you know what was going on. Reparations. Right? Reparations. All right. On a lighter note, Eddie Murphy was on uh, SNL. Yeah. yeah. And he did really, really well. I mean, I was uh, quite pleased with it. He brought hilarious. He brought back Gumby. Gumby went raw, as Chuck yeah, he D did. said. He went, he went raw. Um, uh, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood and Buckwheat. Yeah. The uh, the family skit about home oh, for Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, that was good. That was good, right? Hilarious skit. The after the cold open, his monologue was dope, yeah. where he brought out. All of Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Tracy Morgan, Tracy Morgan, uh, and uh, Keenan. Yeah, he came out. Of the right. Keenan came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he, 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 what we talked about before about how uh, the the tropes and how they project onto us was actually in them. Then they brought out the one guy and said, "Yeah," and then uh, Keenan. Keenan comes on and says. No, none, none of that. None of that. And so it was real right. good. And then Lizzo That's right. gave a really great performance. That's right. Lizzo got a, a makeover. She was nice. Her new team gave her a makeover, and she was not actually out. That was flesh tone clothing. Beautifully done. You can, you can uh, do things without having to actually do things today. And, and so that was a good look for her. We were uh, very impressed with that, right? So that's the blurbs. Oh, wait, 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 wait. One last blurb. Did you hear about the cheating that was going on with, uh, possible cheating? Oh. It was going on with uh, Justin Timberlake and Alicia <coughs> Wainwright. Oh, I don't believe now, for people who don't know who Alicia Wainwright is, if you haven't been watching Raising Dion, she is the mother. She plays the mother character yeah, to the Dion character. That's right. Her star is rising. Right. Right? Right. Justin Timberlake's star is, you know, fizzling out. So he's like a has-been on the way back, Right. She comes out of the airport. Now, this whole broke, this broke on uh, a Wendy show. TMZ had it. And she comes out the airport. And she's quiet as a mouse. The person is asking her questions. She's walking. I think she's getting bad PR advice. Because she's got to get ahead of this. Because we've seen this before. And we're going to get to that. How but many dinner parties are either just, just hanging out with friends and... Especially when you're in an environment that she was in, right. in that bar where the music is blasting, and then everybody's, you know, when you're holding conversation, you're sitting close to each other, right? right. And then you you have your hand on your friend's leg, and you're talking right. to a foreign, right. you know, looking towards each other. Right. I mean, you see that all the time, but then they're making a big deal out of it, trying to ruin her career. Yeah. But she's going. She's actually going along with the ruining of the career. Well, she in my really opinion, does not listen to her people because she needs to use her voice. It's just like, well, damn, we you were standing there talking. 
right. holding a damn conversation. Right. It was nothing. You then. didn't see us kissing or hugging or any of that. So what the hell are you talking about? And then he comes out and then, you know, he's going to be self-serving. And, and say, he never says I was drunk. anything. I was, just I'm sorry. Funny. I didn't do anything with my wife. And I, I mean, against my wife. Yeah, he was ridiculous when he came to Janet. Just didn't use his words. See, that's what, that's what we're going to talk about. I, I mean, he used his voice. But he he went self-serving again and yeah, said, yeah, I had no reason right. to do yeah. that. And we're going to get Instead into of all saying, this. we were just talking, no big deal. No big deal. I mean. But, you know, hey, whatever. Okay, look. She's been me too. Right. And doesn't, and she doesn't know it. Which leads to our topic tonight, right? On this episode. And the topic for tonight is the top five reasons black men are seen as toxic, right? And you may not think that her being in a situation where it's a scan a possible scandal where there was some kind of possible cheating going on when Justin Timberlake you know was I think they was just drunk. did that to draw attention to rev up his career at it her was, expense. At his expense. She's sitting there quiet. Letting it at happen her expense. at her own expense. Now, crazy. It, 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 really it happens all the time. It happens all the time. Listen. So you may think that this has nothing to do with uh, the topic of tonight, which is the top five reasons black men are seen as toxic. But you would be furthest from the from accurate. I don't want to say accurate because I'm not calling you a liar, so I wouldn't say that you are furthest from the truth. I'll say you are far furthest from being accurate. And we're going to run through this list and then, you know, we're going to go forward here. Okay. Um, the illness, number five, number five on the list, the top five reasons why black men are seen as toxic. Number five, the illness some black women have to only push stories which have to do with black men or black male misconduct. Alright? Now what do we mean by that here, right? I.e., an example, Opal Winfrey. Right? A 16-year-old accuser uh comes out on Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, that was this week. Mm-hmm. The new accuser. And it's crickets, though. Crickets. No Oprah. No Me Too. No media period. No Tawana Burke. Right. None of that, right? They're just crickets. It's like you're talking, you're constantly talking about R. Kelly. You're bringing right. out another part about R. Kelly. But crickets where's, when it comes out to this 16-year-old. Where's the Lifetime documentary? Where's the oh, Oprah? Where's the Lifetime documentary? Lifetime kicked it off with R. Kelly, and they're doing a part two. Right. So where is the Lifetime documentary? Right. So where, where is all this, right? Right. And then you look and you see Justin Me Too's, in my opinion. Right. Actress Alicia Wainwright. Right. She walks out of the airport as quiet as a mouse instead of getting in front of the story. She's the star coming up off of Rising Dion, Raising Dion, excuse me, 
Justin is a has been trying to make it back. Our opinion here at uh, TFR, right? He's trying to make it back. He's a has been. He's not as popular as he once were. Once were, as they, they put the New English. I, mean, I don't know what that's about, but it's once was. But you know, he. But you know what? Him doing that really makes me not want to see the film. Yeah. Because why would I support him? Why would you? It's just so, like him. Him. Uh, it's like he's sabotaging his career right. again, right? Right. This is the second time publicly. Justin has uh, me too a black woman. Right. So why would I support his hand? The first time we all saw was Janet Jackson. Right. 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 He left her out to dry with uh, Breastgate. Right. That happened at Super Bowl. Right. Right. Why? Right. He still never said that was a, a accident and. And it, it wasn't her fault. It wasn't anybody's fault. Yeah, you know, it you know, should have been uh, blamed and ostracized for what happened. It wasn't her fault. We right. were performing. Right. You know, he never said that. Uh-huh. Still to this day. Still, and to still this day. throwing this actress, Wayne, right? Right. Under the, the bus. Right. Out to the wolves. Like, out to the wolves. So if people don't know by now, like, I'm not going to see his film. I'm not supporting it. I'm not reviewing it. Like, history repeating itself. History repeating itself. Right. But why is he doing this? So this is very important. The top five reasons why black men are seen as toxic. Right? Okay. Why is he doing this? Why is he why is he doing it? Why it, does he continue to do this? This is the second time. We don't know what he's done in public. Because he seems to be like uh, Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger was open about his love. He did that song, Brown Sugar. Okay. He made me feel so well, good. He's not like Mick Jagger. No, no. He's like Mick Jagger in his love for the, but he wants to mask it. But why is he doing this? I have long had a suspicion that Justin Timberlake Passing. I've had a, a, a sneaking suspicion that he's been passing for a while now. It's, it's his dance moves, the way that he moves. He doesn't just move in the five, six, seven, eight. He breaks into two, four, one, and it's it's little movements in between. It's kind of more rhythmic than the average. Like you look at Fred Astaire, you say, you know, his movements a little bit more. Uh, rhythmic than those dancers, than the rest of the dancers that were in the movies with him that were taught at the dance. So movies. you're saying shake that family tree, what's that ancestry right. test? Right. <laughs> now, you know, Zach from, now, now let me bolster my case here because right. I know there's some people out there that might say, oh no, Justin Timberlake, blonde haired, he, he's, he's been, uh, he's been proven to be Nothing but Caucasian. No, curly hair. Curly hair. Right, right. Okay, so let me bolster my my uh, argument here. Zach, you know, Mark Paul was on Tamron Hall's show. You know, you know him from Saved by the Bell. He played yeah. Zach, right? Right? And and now he's playing 
he's co-starring along with uh, Tika Sumter. Yeah, Tika Sumter. Uh, you know, from out of Tyler Perry Studios, yeah, have, right? Have, 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 have nuts, right? right? He's starring as the father right. in Nixish, right? Which is a spinoff of Blackish, right? right? He came out from passing. Now, he would say that he wasn't passing. No one knew that he was passing. He just, you know, everybody seemed to have known. But he, he but most people didn't know because he lived the Caucasian life. And that's what passing is, being able to live a Caucasian life. So the mother's Indonesian. Indonesian, but you know, there's two different types. You know, there's two different types. There's white Indonesian, there's up further than the other ones that okay. are black because it is a warmer climate. And this is the way this is. This is the way this is divided. There's white and black everything. North and south, east or west, depending on geography, latitude, longitudes, weather patterns, all that, right? So he comes out from passing to basically admit he's black. Basically, because when you see the picture, the woman is no, no. Like, basically, listen. Well, he's mixed. He said he's mixed. Okay, when you say mixed, you're, you're telling. Look, he looked at it. And when you look at the picture of the mother, she looks black. She's like a black Indonesian. Black. He's black. Not black. Okay, whatever. <laughs> that one of his daughters. He also came out and said that one of his daughters manifest like Solomon manifest. She manifests as black. She's dark. Everybody else is blonde, you know, light, light skin, hair, and she came out black. She's dark, right? And he said dark. She came out dark. But they showed the picture. She's, you know, she's a little darker than them. She's a little. She's olive, but she's olive. Okay, olive only comes in three <laughs> colors, right? Okay. And, and, and so, so we're gonna say green. We would just say green and black, and, and so she's not green, right. complected. So she's black, okay. complected. Which in in society, she in this society, she would be considered black. Now, we enjoyed his performance in the passage, co-starring uh, Sanaya Sydney. It was canceled, however, but we that reviewed that. Great show. Great show. And the girl, Sydney's, uh, 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 Sanaya Sydney, she could act, act, right? To be so young. She... It was much like this first season of Watchmen. Right. It had, it was a, thick, a black theme, right? The person who was going to save the world, we can say it now because it's canceled. The person who was going to save the world was a black little girl who had powers who could see the zombies and right. could fight against the mind mind melding zombies like they were kind of like Dr. Spock yeah. like like not Dr. Spock but uh, Spock on um on on Star, Star Trek, Trek. Yeah. except for they didn't have to put their hands up they could just right. talk look at you and yeah. get into your mind yeah. it's like a hybrid Zombie vampires. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, zombie vampires. The point here is Mark Paul, who is open about being black, manifests as white. There's cool, there's never been any problems. Anybody, he lives his white life, he's open about not passing. Because either way, he's passing, no, no matter what. Okay, let's say he's Indonesian. Right, Indonesian, and he has a white father and an Indonesian mother. That's mixed, but he manifests. He can come dark like her and have 
the teachings of her, he came out looking his like father. his father. Okay. Does he live the right like Caucasian life? And uh, what's her son? Paula Patton and Robin Thicke. Right, Robin Thicke's son came out manifesting, looking like a Caucasian, so he's going to be able to live a Caucasian life, right? Justin, who I believe to be passing, in my opinion, has now me to two black women, and he uses white privileges, white privilege, to pass and continue to destroy careers of black women. I've often said that the the when you look through history look through history in this country in particular and you see the people who passed the most virulent racist that would use the N-word would be someone that was passing and they would be out there pushing this. Right? They would be out there pushing some of the most virulent racist were people who passed. Right, which then brought about their thought process, brought about more virulent races who weren't passing, and, and, and the whole cycle goes on. So we have to look at this, right? Alicia Rainwright is best that she steps up, even if she's from mixed lineage. Justin isn't like her white father or her white mother. Now, I don't know. I didn't research if she's from mixed lineage, right? Like, uh, what's her, M. Betha Raw? She's from mixed lineage, right? But I, I didn't research if, if, if uh, Wayne Wright is from mixed lineage, but that's where people get it confused sometimes. Me coming from a, a mixed lineage, I look at it and say, I judge people not by slavery, though I know that history, I judge by what my grandfather was, who gave up his white privilege to move up to Ohio to marry my grandmother, then start the family and be there and working till the end to make sure that the house was totally paid off and she had a pension and she never had to work when he passed early, right? That's what I judge people by. So when, so when, just because you come from mixed lineage doesn't mean that you don't stand up for yourself right. and say, "Look, you're not like my grandfather, right. or you're not like my father or, or my mother." Right. So stand up. She needs to. She best stand up, speak out to save her career. Letting now this is the insult. Letting imitation zaddy ruin your career. Because what I saw on TMZ, I mean, that was just like humiliating. Humiliating. And she said, Leave there, it to TMZ. Leave it to TMZ to do just that. So, number four. Number four on the list. The news. Local news in particular. Here in Las Vegas, because it's so uh, transient. The news covers stories of all people who commit crime. Right. Especially if the criminal is Mexican mm-hmm. or right. illegal. Right. No, that's not so. Oh, because I've seen... That's not so. We've seen stories, but it's equal balance. Okay, yes, there is a balance. Right? Well, but, not an equal balance because you're only seeing Latinos... Uh, blacks and Asians, you don't. No, see no, no, we, no, 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 no. They throw whites in there. They, really? It's a transient city. Okay. And so a lot of uh, whites are into criminal activity. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, we see the court, the court case. You know, right, right. Mm-hmm. However, 
back home in Cleveland, Ohio, right. we used to call the news anti-knuckle machine, right? <laughs> Every story still yeah. is about blacks committing crime. Right. So much so, right. you wouldn't know all blacks don't commit crime. That's how news media is yeah. in predominantly yeah. black cities where the news media is run by yeah. Caucasian outlets, right? So much so that Obama acted like a re reversal of the uh, crime bill, which was three strikes, helped only black people. It was so much so that that's what went through the news cycle and that's what the candidates today bring up is uh, uh, the, the crime and yeah. helping to help black people when there are black people who have not committed yeah, crime. Yeah, so that's what irritates me about what's going on. I mean, with the, with the right now with the candidates, right? The Democratic candidates. This just drives me crazy because like you said, like back home, when you go through the Justice Center, right, mm -hmm. and you see the orange jumpsuits and stuff, and you see just as many white people in jail, I mean, you know who have been arrested and committed crimes as black people, right? Mm -hmm. But then you, it's not reflected on the news, right? right? And then, so even though they may... Uh, may not do the same amount of time. Right. Right. They may commit the same crime, but have a shorter sentence, right. if that, and be released, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Haven't seen that. Haven't, you know, coming from, you know, Cleveland and, and seeing the Justice Center and, 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 and what's going on, actually mm -hmm. what's going on. Right. And then not be reflected, you know, in the news. But, you know, the whole same, you know, like you said, Obama. Uh, uh, jail reform and jail this and jail that, which is fine. Okay, so because whenever the question is asked, well, to each candidate, well, what is your agenda for the black community, right? Because each community, like the the, the Latino uh, X community, the Asian community, the LBGQ, you know, they have mm -hmm. their everyone has, has agenda. their agenda, right? But when the when black people come with our agenda, the, the only thing they want to throw out, right, which is reparation uh, along with many other things, reparations being number one. Um, the only thing they want to talk about is jail reform, but okay, not all black people well, are, in are in prison or are in jail or have ever seen one. And okay, so to me, when they say that, I'm looking at that candidate like you a damn bigot. Because mm -hmm. the first thing that come out of your mouth when you hear black is a crime. a crime. Right. And I'm like, do they know how twisted this shit is? But that's the vestiges of Obama. Obama Because he did this the to same back. thing. Yeah, right. But so he came from the same environment, you know? So it's just like, it's a fucking insult. And really, the reason why the crime bills are being, uh, being changed and the laws are being changed under Trump is because Jared, okay. his, his son-in-law, Jared is trying to get his father okay. out of prison. His father's in prison, right? Right. And he's trying to get him out. Hmm. Self-serving a little bit. Number three, people. The top five reasons why 
black men are seen as toxic. Number three. Okay. Movies and media. Okay. Have the media through movies and TV shows tell it. Right. OJ did it. Okay. Uh, Michael Vick, who was convicted of dogfighting, okay. has, ne- has never atoned and will never atone for killing white man's Right. Best friend. Right. He, he, you know, he went through, did the time, did the community service, did everything. Right. When has when has he atoned? He said he got up there and said, "I'm sorry, I was wrong. I wasn't in my right mind right. at the time. Right. You know, I love dogs." Mm-hmm. And he will never atone. They were trying to keep him out, keep him from out from being an honorary member during the uh, Canton Football Hall of Fame this year. When? Okay, let me keep going. Although Floyd's 51 and 0 career, right. all through right. Floyd's 51 and 0 career, right. they dogged him for living the lifestyle, right. the lifestyle of the rich and famous, right. which they glorified on Robin Leach's show. Right. We saw years. on TV in the 80s with Robin Leach. Right. It's something not to be trusted. They believe it's something not to be trusted. But it's the white man with his government who drops bombs and uses drones to kill with rockets globally. Right. Who's doing all the killing up? Right. Colonizing. Okay. So people people might say Obama. Obama shot rockets. He killed Gaddafi. Right. Okay. So my answer to that is, well, you know, Obama. He was half white, half African. So he was that. And so so he wasn't like black American. So when you look at it, you say, have you ever heard the word warlords? I know that Africa has a lot of warlords. So not only did he have the white, but he didn't have necessarily have the compassionate side that black people, ADOS, Foundation Black Americans have. He had the warlord side that would come from being an African, right? right? Caucasian. That's right, right. So right. that that's that's the difference, right? Right. How Assad? This is just mm-hmm. a side note. How Assad let Putin bomb Syria back into the Stone Age, while Russia stands untouched is beyond me. And Russians aren't even white; they are bleached Asians. Do your research when you look at when you get into the people and you look at them, you look at them closely, the ones that haven't had cosmetic surgery and all that, and they are bleached Asians, right? Uh, but their appearance that appearance gives them white privilege, however, because this is the system we're in, we're in white supremacy. Now, look, all right, number two. White women, no, no, the top five reasons why black men are seen as toxic. Number two, white women have been and continue to get black men lynched since slavery. Have and continue to be troublemakers since black monarchs were forced off the thrones of Europe. And push an agenda of gender equality which divides and conquers black men and women, an agenda that some black women follow happily, example, Oprah. It's seen in waves 
uh, Luce, the favorite, the queen of Scots, and farming. And farming. And we're going to break this we down. Yeah, we yeah. discuss farming, which is, farming is based on the true story. Based on the true story. That. I mean, this, so, is, this is real talk. So remember, number two is very crucial, yeah. right? Because if you are a group of people who believe in gender politics, but your particular mate has always kept you down, then you will you make an example out of another group of people's males or men to tell your man that this is what I can do to you if you don't let me in and do. And this is what this is about. This is a dirty game. This is yeah. what you saw in 12 Years a Slave. Right. Where Lupita's character, yeah. she was a beautiful she was woman. tortured by the wife. Tortured by the wife because she was and jealous of the husband. And the husband in turn, this little sick game they had between each other. Right. Where he then whips right. the woman that he was having sexual relations with. Sick. Going down to the slave quarters and having sexual relations right. because it was some kind of sick game between the husband and wife, right? On television, on sports channels, okay. on political shows, uh, you name it, white women are the ones who use pillow talk to bring about death and destruction of the various races, even their own. Even their own, right? right? Look at Jane Elliott. Now, Jane Elliott appears to be on black people's side. She does this experiment. She says, okay, the brown eyed people, they tell all white people in the classroom and says, uh, all uh, the white kids with the brown eyes and brown hair, you are dominant over the blonde hair, blue eyed kids. And she watches as they begin to be dominant and don't, yeah. and, and forget that it's in and Exercise and really begin to become brutal. Yeah, right? Look up the Jane Elliott um, experiment. She talks race yeah. through experiments on white students in right. classrooms, right? Right. Lucky she talks on our side to end racism, or does she? Because she's been doing it for a long time. Right. Or does she? Or is she striking the alarm? So, you know. I, I listen to her, but you she see said how we're all cousins. But you see how she's destroying their thing, right? Right? That she's destroying their thing because who knows? Maybe she didn't get where she thought that she could get. You have to look at this. Mm -hmm. There's enough movies, enough literature, right. there's enough information to know right. the power persuasion of pillow talk that the Caucasian woman has. Number one, the top five reasons why the black man is seen as toxic. Number one, white men. Number one, when you do all of the dirt that the Caucasian man has done, slavery, colonization, rape, bringing disease, warfare, the most violent on the planet, rob, steal, usurp, bleed the earth, etc. You need a scapegoat to blame social ills on. Okay. Or like I wrote here, societal ills on. Okay. And the black man is it. Scapegoat. The scapegoat. And once you uh, usurp or neutralize the black man, then you can turn to the black woman because this is, again, this is that sick game between one and two. 
So let's go back through. So that's the top five, people. The top five. Number five. The illness some black women have to only push stories which have to do with black male misconduct or black man misconduct. Number four. The news. Local news and their coverage. Number three. Movies and media. Number two. The white woman and number one, okay. the white man. And then oh. we can't leave out also how, based on how one may have been raised, right? There are some also other uh, uh, black men, right? Or uh, Latino men, Asian men, other men of color, right? Mm-hmm. Who have the also like sickness. And hate also against the black man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I won't, I won't you know, disagree also, that. That's that's on your list. So it's a, yeah. So also right. there's a self, you know, this is, this hate. Is my my list is my perspective right. as a black man, okay. right? Okay. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you know when you practice yeah. killing yourself, hate. Right. You know, as as a practice, it's a practice. It's right. constantly being done, right. especially when you see people who suffer from it, and they right. do things which would be considered unconscious. Right. And they do things to you. Right. You have to not then retaliate, right. because you realize right. that the people are in sickness. And it, right? it's mental illness. Mental illness, which we see it in this based on the truth. Story, the film Farming. That's right. Because we'll go into it, but he really, really had to work through the self-hate. So that was the top five people. Right. Which brings us to movie reviews of the night. Loose, Farming, and Burning Cane. Right. Even Waves, which we're reviewing next week, so that you have a chance to watch it, right? We're going to be reviewing that next week. Right. Right. Even Waves. Yeah. Discusses what we've discussed within right. the top five. Yeah, it does. And okay. the decisions he makes. Right. And mm-hmm. how it affects. Right. So, Burning Kane is the first film that we're doing, right? Okay. And, you know, we can get the cast and everything okay. real quick. But Burning Kane is the first film, right, that we're going to be uh, talking about. And Burning Kane, it appears to be about. A little boy and his father. It appears. It appears. It, 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 it kind of like jumps all over the place, right? Like I don't know what Ava DuVernay saw in the film Burning Cane, but we didn't see it, yeah. right? Well, she's not executive producer or anything. No, no, she's not executive no. producer. But she said she saw the film and she couldn't yeah. believe this nineteen-year-old that yeah. actually shot the film and that. She, she thought somebody else had done it, but you know what? I just didn't see in the film right. what she saw. It's um, it's really interesting, okay, right? You ready with the cast? Yeah, you're going with the cast. Okay, so the cast is uh, Wendell Pierce. He plays Reverend Tillman. Mm-hmm. Karen K. Livers plays Helen Wayne. Emery Crutchfield plays Sherry Bland. Braylon Kelly plays Jeremiah Wayne. Dominique, yeah, he's the little boy. Um, Dominique McSellen plays uh, Daniel Wayne, and Erica Wood plays Diane, and Cynthia Capers is also in it. Okay, so Daniel Wayne is the father figure. 
right? No? Wait, this. Yes. Yeah, he's the father. He and plays Bra the father. Yeah, and Braylon Kelly is the son. Right. Uh huh. So you don't really know what's really going on with them two because it's not really fleshed out, right? It's not really fleshed out. The only thing good I can say about the film is its film grammar. Yeah. And the acting, Wendell Pierce. Well, yeah, Wendell Pierce, uh, you know, he, he pulled it out, but even his character is not fleshed out, right? right? So, the film grammar is good, and the right. angles right. that the director, filmmaker used was good, and the right. continuous shot angle at the beginning of the film was executed well. Yeah, it was. Maybe, I think that's what Ava DuVernay saw. She was looking at the film grammar and yeah. the angles and the yeah. storytelling that way. Yeah. Because the narrative storytelling, uh, other than that, the story was disjointed. The child is on the screen, right? right. And then like Judy on Family Matters, okay. she went up the steps and she never came back down. Right. The child, uh, the child the viewer thinks is the main focus of the film walks into a field eats an apple and the scene switches and he's never seen again throughout the whole film the, throughout the whole rest of the film the whole film shifts you start out the first at the table no, no, no. After oh, they, after they, they do everything at the table. Field. When he after goes, that, he does when he goes the with field. the grandmother, and right. she goes into the field. You don't see him. Again. You never see him again. No. And the whole thing, we went through a whole yeah. bunch of the movie of him and his father at home. His father is having him drink milk, and, and, the, and it's like you, you like what is going on here? And right. the and the kid is put through, and you think the main storyline is between the. Uh, the grandmother, right. the father, and the child. Yeah. But then he goes off into the field. They switch right. scenes over to the grandmother. Yeah. They switch over to the pastor, who you find out is doing something with the baby mama. And, and then you never see the kid again. The story it is. It seems like the story really centers around uh, with the, the grandmother, the father, and the uh, reverend. Yeah, but the. But the main focus of it, you're talking about burning cane. You, you you sitting up here, you do the main majority of the film is about the son and the father's relationship. That's what's mainly on the screen the majority of the time. You get maybe 15 minutes of Wendell. You get the grandmother is second in being on the screen the most, right? But then the son and the father is on the screen the most, and you only see the baby mama. In, in, in five minutes, right. right? And you see her at the church. That might be an extra minute, right? Right. So, uh, he walks into the field, eats an apple, and the scene switches, and he's never seen again. Okay. It's never explained. The mother's actions were never explained. I'm talking about the uh, the mother, the, uh, the, the son's grandmother okay. was never explained. Yeah. The father's action was never explained. Right. The preacher's actions never explained. Right. And the advice he gives the grandmother, mother, never explained. The child's mother, the baby's Just, mother, yeah. actions Lock never explained. Like now, when you read the description on it, they say it's a character study. So this film is a is being put across as a feature film, 
with it's supposed to be a narrative, but it's said that it's a character study. Well, this isn't college. Well, this is a college film. But right? it isn't college. Well, why is a college film being put up as a feature film that you can go rent and watch and think yeah. that you're going to get some enjoyment out of it yeah. if it's just a character study and not a full put, full written, full explored narrative with a through line. Yeah, because the director, with Philip Yeoman, yeah. this was his uh, project, his senior his year. Thesis, huh? His thesis. In grad school. I mean, in uh, film school. Right. So, yeah. It leaves you asking, what did I waste all that time watching it for cinematography. So let's break this down real quick. Cinematography, film grammar, it's a 10. Storyline narrative, through line, is a zero, zero. Character development, character arcing, zero. Before I give my rating, because I just said, the only thing that's good about it is cinematography. Everything else is zero. What would you rate the film? You know, I don't. I would give it. We sat through this. With a three? Okay. You're, you're, you're a little more brutal than me. I gave it a four. Just out of average of zero, zero, ten, I gave it a four, right? Cinematography, film grammar, only thing about it, the, the ability to write a through line narrative, not there. Character development, arcing, not there. I didn't know what I was looking at yeah. for the majority of the film. Like, what is this? Well, but, you, for, but you got it up. For and me, you, yeah. You got people buying it instead of putting it on a free platform for right. people to watch. Right. For, for me, I gave it a three because mm -hmm. the cinematography was nice. But like the storyline for me was kind of wasn't clear mm -hmm. and it wasn't structured well for me. It was kind of like all over the place. So it was hard for me to like I wasn't invested in any of the characters because I didn't get to know any of the characters. Right. So yeah. So but this is his first film. So I'm looking forward to seeing the second project. <laughs> so. I mean, I've seen people. Uh, Spike Lee. Oh, wasn't there, wasn't gotta there, have it. Wasn't there um, she's college? Gotta have it. Did he have? And he had a well, actually, uh, his first film before that was called The Barbershop. Oh, We've oh, never seen that. that film, but they say oh, you can okay. search it out and find it. Okay. But well, he yeah. He but she's really got to have it. it. She's got to have it though. That was his thesis. It was good. And he had a through line. Right. He had character development, right. and it and it tackled topics. It's just the way it's just the way it is, right? So, in filmmaking, I guess we just give passes. I guess, I guess that's what Ava DuVernay is looking for. All right, people. So now we move on to Loose. Okay. A A twenty four film starring. Calvin Harris Jr. in the title role. Octavia Spencer as Harriet Wilson. As well as executive producer Frank. Yes, uh-huh. A teacher picturing, uh, uh, um, uh, picking and choosing who's race excellent. And we're going to get into that. Uh, Marsha uh, 
Stephanie Blake. Okay. She plays Rosemary Wilson. Yeah. She's a secondary supporting character, but she does a standout yeah. performance in this film. She makes a strong statement. She does. <laughs> She's the sister of Harriet Wilson, Octavia right. Spencer, right? Right. She's a star. Like, like I always say, sit down, move out the way, because the star, a star, is the one that gets naked in the film, okay? And this woman uh, plays a sister to Harriet who has issues. And that's what we're going to leave at there, because we want you to see this film. Uh-huh. Naomi Watts is Amy Edgar. Tim, uh, Tim Roth is Peter Edgar. A white family who adopted a beast of no nation. See the film starring Idris Alba, Beast of No Nation, to get the reference of what I'm talking about. Child soldiers. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. A white family adopted a beast of no nation, but find themselves in a midlife crisis after devoting their whole life to him. And who's the rest of the cast, supporting cast? Um, So, Network. Everybody, just about Andrew Andrea Bang plays Stephanie Kim, mm-hmm. um, Norbert Leo, but mm-hmm. um, Christopher Mann, um, actually Stro, who's in the film. Once you see the film, but um, Stro comes from one of the um, those uh, reality TV shows, and he. Uh, he didn't win. He was close to winning. He was a very young rapper at the time. Okay. So now to see him as a young adult, uh-huh. acting, acting, he does a great job in this film. Um, also, Omar Brunson, uh, Noah Gaynor, Hannah Cabell, but you mentioned Luce, uh, the star, Luce mm-hmm. um, Egger, played by Kevin Harrison Jr., Naomi Watts, Octavia Spencer, Tim Roth. They're all the stars of the film. Right. Now, directed by Julius Anna, right? Okay. He's a Nigerian. Okay. The director. Okay. Written and screenplayed by J.C. Lee. He is an Asian, or what we would call a mixed Asian, which he looks like he's a half, a, a half and half, right? Asian and white, he looks like a half, right? So these two people come together to tell this story. Originally, it was a stage play right. written by J.C. Lee, okay. right? It was so successful, kind of like American Son. American Son. Right. Except for people, we are glad to say there is no uh, sorrow porn in this. Okay, people, anyway. Tagline. Okay. The truth has many faces, and this is so true yeah. about this film. No yeah. truer title yeah. In a film is truer than this. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are many yeah. truths, right? Right. There, there, it's true. It's very true, very true. And yeah. this film is definitely, definitely depicts that in yeah. what it's showing you, right? And it's definitely a drama, thriller worth every, every penny. Yeah. It's, a, it's a psychological thriller and I don't know why it's not in the running for the Oscars. It should they, be. they have some great performances here. Great performances. Amy Edgar and Peter Edgar are drawn exactly on point. Yeah. 
Their actions capture the reactions of white people right. who have lived a certain kind of life, yeah. never leaving their familiar blocks they are used to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we often have a concept in the black community about leaving out of your 10 block radius to experience the other side. Like uh, uh, Barry White talked about how he walked from his his house in South Central okay. LA and crossed over okay. into Beverly Hills to go to the record labels to get his record career started. Okay. And so we have a concept. It's the same problem. Okay. Well, it's not it's not a problem with us because we are bombarded by images about Caucasians all the time. So it's not like we're not familiar, but it's the images that are bombarded to us, uh, bombarded to them, which goes back to our list of why the black man is seen as toxic, and we can say the black woman is seen as toxic, right? It's those images that are put across that because they don't venture out their blocks that they are familiar with, meaning their blocks is any place that has been gentrified. They can move anywhere on the planet that's been gentrified and not necessarily see us or maybe one or two as quote-unquote tokens. But other than that, they have a problem, right? And so they act exactly like their reactions to this storyline, this through line that's going through the film is are, is written exactly on point Very by J.C. Lee, Very realistic. A, a Asian. Yeah. Very realistic the way he wrote uh, the characters, the mother and father. Yes. In this film. Now, yeah. there's some standout performances. We've already talked about um, Marsha uh, Stephanie Blake. Right. Her performance as the sister with issues. Yeah. You have to watch the film yeah, to see what issues yeah, we're we talking about. We don't want to give it away. It's really excellent film, actually. But the depth in which she had to go yeah. to pull this character and her vulnerability that she puts across on the screen. Yeah. The ultimate vulnerability. Yeah, she gave 100%. 100%. Stand out row. 100%. She should have a supporting Oscar nomination right. for this film, right? But Andrew Bang as Stephanie Kim in the film is another standout story. Yeah, her performance was excellent as well. Her ability to cry. Yeah. Along with the edit and music. Yeah. Lock, uh, uh, lock her introduction to the film as a character. Right. In the viewer's mind. Right. Right. Her ability to cry. Yeah. Right. Her, and the edit with the music locks right. the viewer's mind on the scene that introduces her as a character, right? And we're big on people being able to cry. Like, not one tear. Denzel only could get one tear, right? He could get one water and one tear glory. Yeah. But, I mean, at least he gave us tears. He gave us because tears. Because, I mean, I seen a film this year mm -hmm. <laughs> and shall we beat that dead there was some more no 
tears, no, no tears. crying, no tears. And this was a period piece, and which was a traumatic, horrific period in history. Yeah. And this person didn't drop a tear in the film. Now that's poor acting. So when you see a film like this, and these actors bring it all oh, to the it. table. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, A1. A1, A1 performance. And the writing is beautiful. Beautifully done, right? This so it's more than just dropping tears. Like, seriously. Like, it's like everything fell into place. Everything. Like, the writing, the emotions. Like, just the, the, the actors, the way they molded. The, the the twist in the film. The twist. I mean, there are twists in the film. Listen, yeah. Calvin Harris Jr. He kills it. He's also on waves. Also and I on can't waves. wait till we cover this film too. This guy, his acting ability, he has skills. He has skills. He he is a great actor. Great actor. I I mean, I'm comfortable with saying that he's a young man that can really act. Really pull it out. He can pull it out. And we just saw him in two different films. Yep. And you don't even see him as the Calvin, same, you, as the same person. You don't even he's see him. He's able to what, what manifest. Like a, yeah, manifest. And into bring to life and body exactly, this particular character. Exactly. Different. Same, exactly. Almost the same age group. Yeah. But totally different. Totally different. And he brings this particular person, yeah. these two particular characters, right. the one in Waves right. and the one in this film right here, right. to life. Right. I look at him, I look at him as the next Sidney Portier movie, um, making his own way, his own path. And why do I say that? Okay. He's in films of substance, right? Yeah. The characters he portrays right. are disturbing, yeah. but well-written, right. and the characters yeah. may contribute to toxic thought right. towards black men. Now, yeah. He challenges himself. He challenges himself. Now listen, yeah. notice that I said toxic thought towards black men, right? right? The problem is not black people's problem. Okay. The problem is those who have toxic thought. Mm -hmm. As these films come out right. under the new generation of filmmakers right. who are able to take the stories. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how J.C. Lee nails this. I do. It has to go how does he nail this? It's easy because I'm sure he experienced racism in this country. He, he's a, a, a Asian man mm -hmm. who clearly dealt with the same issues that this character, you know, has dealt, dealt with in this film. Mm -hmm. So it's easy for him to, because especially if he's a, because not everybody's like this. If he's a person that's um, aware of what's going on in society and, 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 observable of how people treat him mm -hmm. right it's easy for him to write it especially if he being that he's half and half for the right. from his from what he looks right. like half and half so he knows what it's like not to be totally accepted exactly so and, then, and, and, he, right. and he was hungered for that right. but now the story pieces that he puts out right. are about that Right, but 
he's able to use other characters and they fit in so well because right. it's a shared experience when right. dealing with toxic Racism. minded people toxic thought process right. which goes back to what I said and here. I don't even want to just say this country because clearly when we it's cover global. farming it's global it's global like uh, uh, racism all over the world white supremacy that's right so right. listen people cinematography right. on this film loose right. Right. a 10 right. film grammar the angles used in this to tell the story, 10. Lighting, 10. Story through line, 10. Acting, 10. Sound mixing, I have to give it an eight because there are some dampening points. They didn't master up the, the vocals, especially when they're talking low and intimate. They didn't uh, master up the vocals. Now there is a discussion between uh, Octavia Spencer's character and Luce Harriet and Luce which puts you in the framework of guess who's coming to dinner the the discussion between though she's not his relative there's a age old discussion as long as white supremacy exists between the older black generation and the next young black generation, right? And it's the discussion that happens in Let's uh, uh, Guess Who's Coming Home for Dinner. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, Sidney Poitier. And the discussion that happens between Harriet and Luce in this film is similar. You have to see it. Yeah, it, it goes to show you, you that do. we're still on this hamster wheel right. that we have to get off from, right? right? So, what would you rate the film? Oh, please, a 10. I mean, this film, this is a great film. Yeah, mm-hmm. it should be, it should be up. I noticed so that. Definitely, we have to let them know. Definitely, you have to. We saw it on, on uh, Amazon. Amazon Prime. That's right. right? It's on Amazon. And um, so, definitely. It's also on YouTube. Okay. YouTube paid paid right. review. Okay. Video so on demand. Definitely, definitely go there and check it out. Because you know, sometimes these films are only limited release and only in certain cities and only for a short period of time, right? Mm-hmm. So but right now you can catch it, go to Amazon Prime and then like you said, YouTube. Yeah. And definitely, definitely go see the film. There's great work being done in this generation of filmmakers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, what was the film that we uh, Doubting Thomas right, right? Oh, that was excellent these, these films really seem good. to not be able to catch traction to be put right. out in not only just limited release right. but larger release right. right like they don't even give them limited release limited theaters right. these topics these movies that are tackling right. topics of today right. they show you that everything is not peaches and cream right, right? Well, see, that's what I love about our love for films. That's what I love about our film review is because we're not covering just what's fed to you mm-hmm. by, like, the machine. Right. We're giving, we're bringing to you films that we feel that you may want to see, that we want to see, films that you may not have even heard of. So we're going to bring you 
cinematic like jewels that you may have never seen a trailer for. Right. And it's filled with great actors. So that you can see this. So right? you can see it. Right. Don't forget to uh, push the thumbs up button. Yes. And then press subscribe. Yes. And ring the bell so you can be notified when right. you see when we come on the right. platform that you're watching us on right now, right? And then comment on it. Right. And then also if you find a great film that's a hidden jewel that know. you want us to know about and you want us to review, right? Just let us know and comment. Right. Right. Exactly. Make a comment. Comment. Let us know. And because you're part of the film review family. That's right. So I give it a ten. Yeah. But every every reason that I mentioned before, right. you have to see have this to see film. It. it is moving. It yeah. is twist in it, yeah. and you and you're like, wow. And you find out that there yeah. are many sides of the truth, kind of like what the slogan, the tagline says. Yeah. And you also find out that when you are a leader, right, often decisions aren't right or wrong. They're just what they are. And it's a great cast. It's great a multicultural multi cast. Multi and the way the pieces are moving and the, the storyline, just like you a are, well put together puzzle. You are going to enjoy great. it. Great. Alright, people. So, the last film for, t for the night. Well, I can't believe we're moving. Farming. Farming. Right? Farming. Now, this film is based on true life experiences, right? Pronunciation. All right, know? right. Uh, I'm just going to call him Anna BC after I get past this name for the first time, right? All right, people. Okay, so Farming is a 2018-29 film now. Based on a true story. Based on the life of the of the uh, person. Adewali Anatan Initan. I hope I've got that right. But I'm going to just say Adewali. You know Adewali. He has a real long African, Nigerian African name. Yes. But you know Adewali from playing Anabisi on Oz. Yes. Right? And so for, uh, for several years, yes. you know, we noticed that he was talking about getting this film, film done, right? And how it went, how he went, and he pitched it yes. at uh, Robert Redford's film festival. What's right. that called? Uh, Sundance. Sundance. That's right. And he pitched it there, right. and he got interest in making the film. And so yes. when we saw that it had come out, distributed by Lionsgate UK. Right. When we when we saw it come out, said he actually got it out. Yeah. You know, it says it came out in eighteen, but you know, because it's picked up on Amazon in twenty nineteen, it said twenty nineteen. Right. So we're gonna stick with twenty nineteen. But right? first, let us say when he went on a few shows, you know, as the actor he is, mm -hmm. a great actor, mm -hmm. right? So during his interviews, he told his story, mm -hmm. his real life story. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, life you know? And he talked about how he wanted to bring it to film. So what is his true life story? Right. His true life story was that his parents were Nigerian immigrants right. who were studying in England, but they there was a farming system yes. where Nigerians, while, while they study, could drop their kids off to white families who would... Uh, foster the kids until the right. family came back from getting their degree right. 
right? And because Britain, they were and this is in Britain. In Britain, they were going through the rigors of training because, like I said, this is based on bringing immigrants in to be able to be the workforce because, like I said, money has been dipped into, and the, the generation before is retiring, and it's not enough Caucasians to fund the pensions and retirement funds of the elderly Caucasians so they brought in a workforce and this is where the problem happens because the government did not give communications and we're going to get to that 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 was the reason why the Nigerians was coming in because the younger Caucasians were not working weren't willing to be trained and then they became hooligans on the street called skins Skinheads, people. Right. So this is starring uh, Damson Idris, and we right? know him from, from Snowfall. Snowfall. Right. He's uh, Inatan, Inatan. Right. Uh, Gugu and Beto Raw as Miss Depo. Right. Go ahead. Um, Adewale. Right. As Femi. Go Femi. Ahead. Right. Um, Kate Beckinsale plays Ingrid Carpenter. She plays. Um, Inton's foster mother, mm-hmm. um, and then you, you mentioned Google. She plays his teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, Levy, played by John Daglish, yes, is the leader of the Skins, yes. right? And uh, Jamie Winston plays Lynn. She's the girlfriend to the heads, the skinhead leader. And and again. Number two on your Number list. Number two on the list of stirring up trouble. Stirring up trouble is the Caucasian female who she knows that this skin hair organization is about uh, keeping right. England white right. and kicking out the Nigerians. But she and would not do only that, something. She knows that they will torture him. Will torture him. And she, don't and she does something in the film which is. Not only detrimental to him, but it's the prototype of what's actually happening, right? Selfish. Um, Geneva NJ, she plays his mother, Tuli. Mm-hmm. And um, the rest of the cast um, Theo Barklum, Biggs, Tom Canton, Lee Ross, Cosmo Jarvis, and Mitchell. Plays, Those are skins. Yeah, and Ann Mitchell uh, plays Hilda. She plays the foster grandmother. The foster grandmother. Now, you find out that the foster grandmother and the foster mother, the foster uh, grandmother is from gypsies, the gypsy line. So when the daughter is settling down, and they're immigrants too coming into right. England, settling down for the first time as a as a family. They're gypsies, you find out, but they're settling, so that's why they took these families in. So they were no better. They would be right. considered white right. trash. And now, they were receiving what funding from funding the, not from the government. From the Nigerian but families. From the Nigerian families and they were supposed to take care of the children. But when you watch this film And when you see how the children are being treated. You find out that it all hinges on number two on our list of why the black man is seen as toxic, because right? Because the, when you see this film, and based on a true story... Mm-hmm. At the true story. At the true story, and you 
see his personal journey and what he went through. All it's all, all I all I will tell you is the farming start started when he was what six weeks old. Yeah, yeah, he was a baby. He was a baby about a Nigerian boy who was fostered from a baby by a family of gypsies. This foster woman. You know, I get pissed thinking about this because it's a true story. I mean, his life, I mean, it's amazing how everything, how his life turned out and how he's a great actor and, Lawyer, um, and a, yeah, yeah, but we don't want to give the film away, <laughs> but you got to see the film because his, he's amazing human being he is and what he went through, you know? And, and it goes back to what you said um, about loving yourself, you mm -hmm. know? And, and and I'm sure like the, the, the mental process, the mental psychological help he had to have to help him survive what he went through, right? To so, be mentally sane. To be mentally sane. You've seen that in, in the trailer. In the world. Right, you see that in the trailer where the grandfather says, look, they teach them to hate themselves. Right. This, I mean, this is, I mean, this is wrenching stuff put on the screen. I mean, Idris, Damson, Idris, brings, this is another one that should oh my be God. Oscar nominated. But you know, we always said we reviewed Snowfall yeah. episodes back, right? And we said that his acting was great in ben. Snowfall, mm -hmm. but he really what he goes through in this film I mean his transformation yeah his arcing his arcing from being a young man the journey into manhood and this film is a definite must see must see that's right this it, is a great film he grows up the, the sort of character is raised by gypsies and as he comes up the mother the, the foster mother starts to show him gypsy ways like stealing and doing all that. So you see this in the film. And number two on your list. Number two on the list. And he, <laughs> she shows him all this and then something happens and then he's confronted by uh, skinheads. And the story kicks from there. It kicks right? off from there. That's right. And right. speaking did we well yeah you said um Ad Wally, he's the director as well, right? right. He directed mm -hmm. this film. So and I, mean, now, I can imagine what he went through directing the film, reliving, reliving. each emotion again. And, and he brought it, he brought it to life without there being. Remember um, Spike Lee's Crooklyn? Yes. Crooklyn was about his mother having cancer, wow. and he told it through his sister's point of view, right? Because mm -hmm. they were off. But the film, as we watched it. This is way back before we started reviewing films and we yeah. were talking and I was like, you know, it seemed kind of detached. It's like he didn't go there. It's like it's a pain yeah. that would still be there. Anyone who yeah. ever loses their mother, yeah. you know, the pain will always be there. So yes. he was not able to me to pull it across. It was a good film, but it was something right. missing. Right. You know, and, and so it was a great film though. Yeah. And and but it just didn't pull something that yeah. it was something that a sorrow that wasn't there, right? Yeah. 
But this film right here, yeah. him sitting there as the director and having to relive that yeah. and what was done to he him. He brought it. He brought it. He brought it to the table. He. <sighs> I mean, and, and he puts in all the truths. Yeah. And when you watch the film, you say, yeah, yeah I mean, that's the way it is. Now, look. Yeah. Immigration in this particular standpoint, right? Immigration is to bring in a workforce that will work to find to fund mm -hmm. retirement funds and pensions for the aging population, right? Mm -hmm. So you look at this, right? You look at this film and so that uh, uh, England is quite older than the United States of America. But this is now getting ready to happen with the baby boomers. So in America, because of the, uh, because of uh, slavery, racism, Jim Crow, the right. Nadir, right. uh, laws that uh, constantly took from, right. and constantly take from black people. Right. In America, instead right. of cultivating the ready-made um, American descendants of slaves, Right. foundational black American right. workforce right. they are trying to bring in immigrants mm -hmm. pay them nothing and and fund retirement and social security and this is where they're like double crossing everybody like mm -hmm. they are using the immigrants paying them nothing and then I mean we've seen stories on I mean I know we have because we go beyond like we said just the like we watch the BBC and other channels and, and when you see the abuse that happens to the immigrants when they come into the country, right? And so it's just like everybody's getting screwed over. Everybody. The the the, the, the foundational black Americans mm -hmm. and the immigrants are all being screwed over and used. Right. You know, by by the wealthy and by those in power. Right, because the wealthy are going to do what they do, stack their coffers. Right. Right? See, the immigration situation where the babies were separated, what's happening down on the border right now, observation, what's happening on the border right now, when they say they couldn't put the kids back, well, the rich already have their new slave force that right. can stay anonymous, and then when they get older, they can be discovered there, pay a fine, but they will have uh, stayed up and shored up their coffers to make sure that their money goes forward. But then the how do they take care of the ignorant Caucasians who think they're like the rich Caucasians? They make sure that there is uh, immigration force to be able to pay instead of you instead of utilizing what was already here. The one who actually built everything right. here instead of utilizing that ADOS FBA workforce right. to fund. Social Security and retirement right. funds. Right. They would go to illegal immigrants. Right. So far gone are the Dems. They to bring push, them in to use and abuse. They push illegal immigration instead of educating ADOS. What what I'm okay. We have to stay on the, the film, okay? Because I'm gonna okay. I, you know go somewhere else with it. But my what I was about to say was. See, this is the game that 
is like frustrating mm-hmm. for me is the Dems, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Democrats here in America, right? So really is self-serving for them. They're like they're playing games because if they really care, why is the situation less the, the children, right? Who are in these concentration camps in the cages? Basically, I have not even heard a peep about that. And why haven't they taken care of that? See, it's just all about politics right. and playing games. They act like they care about the immigrants, but they really don't. Right? They, they clearly don't care about the foundational Black Americans or the American descendants of slaves. They don't care about that. Right? So it's all about politics, government. Securing their positions, you know. Meanwhile, they screw over everyone else, but they want you to vote without doing what they should do, taking care of reparations. Mm-hmm. So they want to go on just using people as a workforce. Now you pay reparations to the Native Americans, mm-hmm. right? To the Jewish people mm-hmm. still for the Holocaust, mm-hmm. the, Native, um, the yeah. Japanese. Japanese. So now it's time to pay reparations to the foundational Black Americans. But they don't know how they can do that. But well, they, they got the blueprints already. Well, they no. They, they don't know how they, they just can do it. They choose not to. I know, but they say we don't know how we can they go about doing that. They just choose not to. They yeah. just choose not to, right? Because we can we can build. Spaceships, NASA, right, and send people into outer space. And we can start so they space, know how to, space force. They know how to do this. They, they, they just spend what millions and billions of dollars on this other project that they were talking about on the news, right? Mm-hmm. So the money is there. They just choose not to. But then they want the foundational Black Americans to keep voting for them, put them in office while they do nothing, while we have brutality, police brutality going on while in the community. No fundings in, 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 uh, for school. You know, children are starving. They're cutting out these programs that feed children. My question um, is, my question is, who do they think will be more loyal? The people that were here, who built it? Uh, labor, blood, sweat, and tears. Labor to b- actually build and made America rich through our labor, or people coming in from other countries who have envy. They don't care towards America. I mean, it, it's really they, it's really destroying America. They don't right? care. They just a, a, a little fourteen-year-old Mexican girl was just ran over, killed by a white supremacist woman, right? But see, they're not. They don't want to talk about that on the news. You have to, to see that on, uh, uh, like you just on the did internet, right? on the internet, mm-hmm. right? News on, or yeah. different news channels via the internet see, or they, the BBC because they, they know people don't read, right? right? See, they so, don't want to cover that, right? See, see, the internet is now about uh, not only visual but it's about reading. It's like right. the newspapers have moved from paper to digital, right. and so you have to go in and read the stories because. Everything else on television is about right. talking heads. So, I mean, it's just a game. I'll let you, mm-hmm. you know, before we go back to the film. But it's just a, a game. Okay. A cruel game that they're playing with the immigrants. A cruel game that they're playing with the foundational black Americans. American, American descendants of slaves. A cruel game, just like in this film, Farming. Mm-hmm. A cruel game that they played with the Nigerians over in Britain. Not that was cruel. Because the government could not tell the truth that they had depleted and the coffers right. because they stole, because money was misappropriated. Right. So they couldn't communicate to the people that the Nigerians was coming in to make sure that those 
same lazy skins who who did not have the wherewithal to educate themselves that were out there robbing and stealing and and, uh, robbing and stealing their own and uh, beating up black people to try to keep so-called England all white they couldn't communicate to them that their uh, their uh, retirement plans or what I say their welfare system whatever they call the welfare system on there they will be on it and the Nigerians will be the ones that funded it like you can't going, tell the truth. Right over in France, right? What's going on with the pensions, right? Right. Same thing. So, you know, they you need Af- Black Afro Synergy. Yeah. He put it together. We yeah, listened today an and they put it all together and we're watching these films. Yes. And we say he puts it all together for for us. Yeah. And it's all about the corruption yes. and the And the government. And the pinching of right. pensions and having to use the next generation right. to move it forward but instead of using the ready made force right. they want to bring in immigrants right. pay them nothing again again, and then you have the other people to say no we don't want that right, right. anyone who who is black right. who is ADOS Foundation of Black America who talks the Dems plans of immigration especially if they're black 16, 19 is anti-black and against themselves. This whole thing of bringing in the immigrant is to move black people out the way. There's news stories now where they're talking about trying to give illegal immigrants driver's license rights. Driver's license rights allows you to register to vote. But what the Dems don't realize, the Dems are pushing this now. What they don't realize is the immigrant looks at who is winning. Okay. And they see who, that the Republicans the strong right. ones. They're gonna vote with the Republicans right. and not the Democrats. And so what they're doing right. is totally defeating the purpose and at the same time they're just right. overlooking, right? And why would they trust them to like, okay, so they're gonna get driver's license. So now they can track you down. Right? So now they have all your information and they can track you down now. You know, so it's just Right. So in the film, to close this out before we get to the uh, rating, right. the skins fighting to keep European uh, Europe white, because this was happening right. all over Europe, not just England, but this is just right. one story, all over Europe to keep uh, Europe white, like what they're right. doing now, which there's some right. history to that, you know, the Moors and stuff. Right. But anyway, right. are uneducated and most likely will be on the rolls for assistance. And they're going to need that workforce to do it. But what it is, is because of white supremacy and racism and the fear of the black planet, that's what racism and white supremacy is all about, they don't want to give the black people who will work that foothold because they don't want black people to take over the government. And then uh, when people take over the government and they're liked and their love, love leads to sexual activity, which leads to... They already have a low birth rate, which will lead to more mixed children, which will lead to a black planet. You see, this is what's happening, right? So it's happening anyway. Environment, all that, right? So what would you rate farming? Definitely a 10, because the cinematography, right? Mm -hmm. The acting. Mm -hmm. Well, well written. I mean, and it was so well written that it was like 
palpable. Like you could feel the emotions of each character. You were truly invested, right? Mm -hmm. So, and like during the movie, I was just like frustrated. I mean, I would be like really pissed. So I don't want to get a film where you have to watch it. Well, what is right white supremacy? But I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's just keep crazy. you in a constant state of aggravation. Of aggravation. <laughs> right. So and and to know that this is based on a true story. A true story. On, on his, his story. Life. Right. Adam Wally's life. On his life. And he directed this and he brought this project to life. Mm -hmm. And to see what he went through is just heart-wrenching. Right? And what's so good about him is because he dealt with the most virulent racist yeah. skinheads. Right? There's a scene in there where he works to try to you know, get in their good graces, and the ones behind him oh, don't in, the give scene, it away. in the scene don't really realize that they're a different type of races than what he was talking about. You have to see this film, have to see. but this level because he has dealt with such virulent races, but then he is able to navigate within the Hollywood system to even get this done on such a high quality level. Yeah, so for me. Yeah. I give, I give it a ten. Uh, I give it a 10. And all I have to definitely a ten. I give it a ten. But all I have to say, you definitely have to see this film on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. It's well. also on YouTube. It's on YouTube also. Uh, a, a video on okay, demand. Okay, so any video demand service should have. And it's it. called yeah, and it's called uh, farming. Mm -hmm. And one thing to remember, just imagine. I don't, it doesn't matter who you are. Just imagine being basically a newborn, right? Six weeks old, being raised in a hostile environment. That's all I have to say. Mm. So, you know, 10. So, definitely see uh, farming. And I love how, and as we can see, you know, he's a great, you know, uh, actor. And how you see, you'll see his journey through this film. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, it's, a, it's a great film. I can't believe it's not up for an Oscar. Like, both of these films... Loose and farming. Yeah, they should be up. Like it's it's crazy. It's like they don't want real issues, real stories, real stories, out. multicultural stories. I not should say this is not surface. It's not level. even surface level. So see, the stuff real, is, real stuff, real writing, great writing, right? And it's deep. a multicultural cast, right? And these stories they don't want to bring to the table. They don't want these films. Put up for an Oscar, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, it's just—it's crazy. It's a—it's a great film. It's a great film. Both films will definitely be. I can see being classic films years from now. Years from now. Yeah. Well done, both. Well done. Okay, people. So moving on. All right, people. So look, it's the TFR showcase. You know, we're going into 2020, and we are scheduling. Uh, Filmmakers, we're scheduling uh, people who sell a product. We're, sell we're scheduling music producers, music makers to come on to the show and be here. And as you see, we are populating, constantly lighting up the globe, the world, pushing the earth, right? With our signal. And so we're all over and we're making sure that you can be seen, heard, recognized, and appreciated. And we have a special coming up. Not $50, not $40, not $50, but only 
$15 to come on to get your song played on this live platform and get an interview or come on and talk about your film and get your trailer played on this platform on the live stream to be pushed across the world then you got your world promotion and marketing game down you know you came through us and this is what's happening right? there are so many great filmmakers out there that we don't even know about they don't even know about and right. so you send in your information to lordland enterprises right. at hotmail.com that's lordland enterprises at hotmail.com i've had that email now right. for 23 years you know right. it runs through different businesses right, right. all the way from the very beginning of opening up 20,003 right so right. look lordland enterprises at hotmail.com again lordland enterprises at hotmail.com send your interest we will send you back the information on how you can uh send the payment through paypal of only 15 dollars if you don't have 15 dollars people i think that you should find another business to be in if you cannot afford $15 to be put across the globe us lighting up new countries all the time so become part of the TFR showcase we are booking now for the February shows 2020 Black History Month you don't necessarily have to be black but come on and advertise if you got a product that can help people globally and you got your global game your website everything down we're going to push you out for not $50 not $40 but only $15 this promotion runs from uh, January 1st through the 15th after that it goes back up to the original price which we'll talk about later for you to run on our show but these we're booking now we're scheduling now for February alright so people as we close out the show also I want to uh, say this this has been another reverse show we, we, we love our we love you for chiming in make sure that you press the thumbs up the like button and make sure that you subscribe to the channel where you're watching us whatever platform you're watching us on right now because we are simulcasting on uh, quite a few platforms make sure that you uh, press the like button and press the bell so you can be notified when we come on and don't forget people the replay of this show happens on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Podcast Addict, Breaker, uh, SoundCloud, uh, Blog Talk Radio, um, YouTube, right? And then you can check us out on Instagram, Movie for Life Girl. Make sure that you uh, follow and friend and Crazy D Film Dude, make sure that you follow and like. And then, of course, Twitter is Crazy D DVD. I've had that for years when we were authoring DVDs. So we've been in the game quite extensively in this film game. And so you can see us there, right? And, and see the, hear the replays. And you will be in those replays when you come in for only $15. 
right? So people, this has been another robust show. We, we right. put out a lot of information right. to go into your knowledge bank right. to really know what's really happening yeah. with this immigration and these films tied into everything. Yeah, the they just happen five, to fall into place. They just happen to fall into place. But you know what? Um, going into 2020, there are so many people who have um, dreams and aspirations about being a filmmaker, right? Mm -hmm. And they may not have that Hollywood connection or you may not be able to get your film right mm -hmm. now on the big screen, but you have to remember you have just look at how big Netflix is, right? right. And it's filled with nothing but like a lot of independent mm -hmm. films. And, and, and let me so, say this, let me say, let me preface this in okay. and then you can continue that there are black owned platforms. Right. That you can submit your films to, and right. we're not just we're not just singling Netflix out because that will be remiss right. of us right. not to mention the black platforms that we have right. never talked to. We, right. we haven't talked to them, but we see them out there, and hopefully right. in the new year, right. they will come on and talk about their platforms right. to get out there. We will be remiss just to push right. Netflix and, right. and you know what we talk about. That would be hypocritical so we're right. not going to do that. But it just so happens that these films are on these platforms right. and they need to be yeah. we need to get yeah. the pipeline going right. to tell people that they have outlets outside of right. the uh, culture the big, outside, the big studio system. So, right. So my point is just like Netflix, right? Mm -hmm. So there's tons of independent films, right? Mm -hmm. So bring your independent films. We'll watch them. We will review them. We will give you a platform. Mm -hmm. So the platform is here for you. You know, don't be depressed. Don't hold on to uh, tons I'll never of. Be able to do it. Yeah, don't hold on to films and trailers that you've done, right? Bring it to life. Bring because it there is a huge public out there. That's right. Bring it to the people, to the eye, right. through the film review. Because fifteen dollars, I mean. Fifteen dollars. Bring it to to the uh, to the public, right. to the global public through right. the film review, movies, music, culture, politics, and society. Right. right? Last week we just reviewed Greedy. Yes, we a, did. a great independent That's film. Right. Keith right? Lee. Keith, right? And had he not reached out to us, we would not have known about his film. That's I mean, right. it's a great film. We interviewed him. We and he's still cross. He's still cross marketing. He, right. right. He has a project now on uh, what he's on, working on, on, Amazon. on for Amazon Prime. That's right. So, so there are many right. independent people. Many. We're telling you, come on the show. Right. Fifteen dollars. Right. Is Right. right, but it gives you so much, right. and you're able to use the show, right. utilize the show by right. saying that I'm on here right. and I'm interviewed on here, and my and they are reviewing my film, right. and this skyrockets, it jump starts you to your right. skyrocket right. right here on the film review, right. movies, music, culture, politics, right. and society. I Listen. mean, there's too much good work out there to not be seen. Not to be seen. Not to be seen. That's right. right. So people, this has been another robust episode of the yes. film review. Like I said, we put out so much 
information yeah. and everything had to do with and somehow just came across the top five reasons why black men are seen as toxic and we gave you those top five reasons and these films it just so happened they fell into place and the thing is two great films right mm -hmm. loose and farming mm -hmm. neither one of the men are toxic but it's just the environment around them that's which right. is really toxic it's the toxic environment around right. them not the man that's our point <sighs> So go back, listen to this. We have broke down a lot. We brought some science today, people. Right. We brought some science, right? right. So remember, right. when you want to get in depth about film and get the opportunity to have your film seen, heard, right. recognized, and appreciated, come to the film review. Right. Movies, music, right. culture, politics, and society podcast. We are the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. Tracy. And we review movies, music, culture, politics, and society. And we will see you next time yes. on The Film Review. The Film Review. Movies, music, culture, politics, society, podcast, interviews, movie reviews, and more. Live Sundays at 5.30 p.m. on Facebook at Crazon Dion. Hey everybody, this is Lunell, the original bad girl of comedy. I'm here at the Link Promenade in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, and you're watching the film review.